Feel the magnificent mist on your face. Listen to the sound of the soothing waves. Smell the salty air as you tuck your toes into the silky soft sand. The sun's sweltering rays warm your face as you blissfully bask in it. We'll take an in-depth look at our outstretched oceans on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 amigos. Welcome to another exciting edition of FYI. Thank you so much for following this podcast, for spreading the word, and just for all the feedback I get on a daily basis. Remember, if you haven't given us a rating, go over to wherever you listen to podcasts now, give us five stars, and tell me why you like the show. And as I read through the comments, and I look through them pretty often, it always brings a smile to my face. So I thank you so much, not just for following, but also for getting what we're doing here. And when I say we're, it's a lot of people who go into making this podcast a reality. Okay, I'm the guy who scripts it, and I do all the, you know, all the legwork, but without you guys, without the students who are here every week learning and laughing, with us, it wouldn't work. And especially my patrons, my students in my curious community, who not only get access to this, but they get access to bonus audio every week, as well as vocabulary sheets with all the key vocabulary and expressions that we look at. Plus, you can also get weekly and monthly master classes with yours truly, Un servidor. So if you want more information about that, you can go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and take a look around. There are all kinds of options available, and hopefully you'll find one that's right for you. If you want a sample, just let me know. I have no problem sending you a free sample. So a shout out to all my patrons, my super duper students, who are Mara, Javier, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Lolis. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Isabel, Paco, Diego, Carmen, and Diana. I would love to send a shout out to all my patrons, but we would be here for a long time because right now, at the time of this recording, I have 110 students in my curious community. So, if you want more information, again, it's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. All right, well, let's get into it. Let's get our feet wet. And to get your feet wet, ya empezamos con expresiones. To get your feet wet is como empezar en algo, no? To just get started in something. And we always start at the beginning, in our intro, where I said, Feel the magnificent mist 
on your face. And I love that word, mist. It's just a lovely word, and I think everybody likes the way mist feels on their face. So it can be neblina, I think rociada, in the case of waves in the ocean. So feel the magnificent mist on your face. Then I said, listen to the sound of the soothing waves. And soothing is something that relaxes you. It's tranquilizante. I hope my voice is soothing. Then I said, smell the salty air. Lots of alliteration, as always. As you tuck your toes into the silky, soft sand. So salty is obviously salado. Pero cuidado, no es salty, it's salty. So could you pass the salt? I would like some salt. So smell the salty air as you tuck your toes, your toes, tus dedos de los pies, into the silky, soft sand. And silky is de seda, and soft is suave. I love that triple S there at the end. Oh, and I forgot about the word tuck. I wanted to save it for last. To tuck es meter. I always think of tucking in a child. Like when you were a kid and you went to bed, your mother or your father would come in and they would read you a book or you would say your prayers and they would tuck you in. Meter dentro de la cama. Pero si lo piensas con tus dedos de los pies, it means put them in the sand. But it's a good verb for you parents to know. Okay, I'm going to tuck you in. Another usage of it is your shirt. Sometimes you can walk around with your shirt untucked. My shirt is always untucked. I never tuck in my shirt. Do you get the idea behind the word tuck? Great. Let's move on. The sun's sweltering rays. And sweltering is extremely hot. So if it's a hot day, you could say it's hot. You could say it's sweltering, which means it's even hotter. And another way we say as well is it's a scorcher. So I could have used the word scorching or sweltering rays. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to change the intro now. Then I said they warm your face. And careful with this. I'm sure you're all familiar with the word warm como algo que no es caliente, no? Pero no es frío. It's warm. Well, just be careful. It's also a verb. To warm is calentar or to warm up. And a lot of times you can use this. Oh, I'm going to warm up some food. Y quiero que os fijáis cómo lo junto. Warm up. Are you going to warm it up in the microwave? And another thing. <laughs> careful with the word worm. So worm, lombriz o gusano, and warm. I've heard students mix those up quite a few times. And I finished off that sentence by saying, as you blissfully bask in it. And some really good words here, blissfully. Well, let me look at the word bliss first. Bliss is absolute happiness. So when we say in English, we have an expression that's ignorance is bliss. So blissfully is felizmente. Dichosamente, blissfully. I love that word too. And then the next word is to bask 
in something. It's used often with the sun. To bask in the sun es echarse o tumbarse al sol. You can also bask in glory. No, He's basking in the glory because he's worked so hard to enjoy, to take pleasure in in something so wow guys we have looked at a lot of vocabulary so far and we haven't even gotten through the intro then i said we'll take an in-depth look in depth in profundidad at our outstretched oceans and outstretched well if we know the word stretches estirarse well outstretched is extendido alargado. So, are you guys ready to dive in? Tirarse de cabeza? De cabeza? I said that in my, my Latin American pronunciation. Hey, a shout out to all our listeners down there. We'll say cabeza from time to time if you guys tune in. I think in Spanish they also say zambullirse, right? Tirarse de cabeza. Let's dive in or let's jump in with both feet. Both of those expressions mean vamos al lío. Now I want to clear something up from the get-go. Desde el primer momento. In English, a lot of times we poetically refer to oceans as the sea. Let me explain. So I'm uh, at the Jersey Shore, in La Playa de New Jersey, and I look at my wife and I say, wow, I really love the sea. I really enjoy the seashore. Now, you and I both know that that's the Atlantic Ocean, but we call it a sea. And I think this is more of a poetic thing. You've probably heard it before in music. I traveled the world and the seven seas, everybody's. So a lot of times you'll hear Americans call the seashore la playa or refer to the sea as any body of water. But we know there's a difference between a sea and an ocean. And careful with the pronunciation, ocean. Yo siempre decía oceano. I, I, I always mixed that word up. Now I think I say it correctly. Oceano? We say in English, ocean. It sounds like shh, shh, oceans. We also have lakes. We'll, we'll do another episode on lakes. We have rivers, streams, right? A lot of different bodies of water, as they're called. But we're here to talk about oceans. And what is the ocean? How would we define the ocean? Well, there's something called the global ocean. And these are the five oceans that make up the world, the earth, and they're all connected. And we'll go from smallest to largest. Let's see if you guys know the order. The smallest ocean on the planet Earth is the Arctic Ocean. The second smallest is the Southern Ocean. The third is the Indian. The fourth is the Atlantic. And the fifth, as everybody, and I think most people know, the largest, the Pacific Ocean. So wait, if you guys just counted, that was five. Why does the song say, I travel the world and the seven seas? Well, this comes from Greek literature. They used it because these were the trade routes. So it just depends on what you considered a sea or an ocean. But back then, they had the seven seas, the Aegean Sea, the Adriatic, the Mediterranean, the Black Sea, the Red, and the Caspian Seas. And you're thinking, wait, but that's six. Oh, yeah, they threw in the Persian Gulf uh, as a bonus. So the seven seas, 
doesn't really make sense because, well, a lot of those trade routes are not used nowadays. So again, there's a poetic element. Something I love about you guys in Spanish, el mar. Oh no, la mar, if we're getting poetic. So I think as we looked at in our sailing episode, we have a relationship with the ocean. We need it to live, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. But let's focus on the Pacific. As we just said, there are five major oceans. Together, they make up the global ocean. But the Pacific is a monster. Let me see if you guys can guess. I like to put you to the test. How many islands, y cuidado con la pronunciación, no es islands, islands. How many islands are there in the Pacific Ocean? Anybody? Anybody know? 25,000 islands are in the Pacific Oceans. That's more islands than anywhere else on the planet. And Magellan kind of knew that. Magellan, Ferdinand Magellan, when he crossed the Atlantic, this was starting in 1519. And when he found this body of water, now called the Pacific, he saw it and he goes, wow, this is a, a peaceful place. And the surface of the water was very calm. So he dubbed it, to dub is another way, a poetic way to say he named it the Pacific Ocean. Ocean. Now, I know that's really easy for you guys who speak Spanish. El Pacifico, Pacifico. But Americans, we don't put two and two together. A veces no lo averiguamos. Ah, claro. But I'm sure they think Pacifico, Pacific. Ah, because it has something to do with peace. But it's a monster, as we said. It might be peaceful, and there are certain areas that are probably more peaceful than others. But uh, it is a monster of an ocean. All right, well, here's another trivia question while we're at it. How far do you think it is at its farthest point? So the, the farthest point from land in the Pacific Ocean, how far do you think it is from point to point? It is, I've got it in miles, but I put it in kilometers for you guys, in miles, 12,300 miles across. In kilometers, 19,794 kilometers. That's almost 20,000 kilometers. You want me to give you a comparison there? That's more than five times the diameter of the moon. Yeah, when I say big, I meant big. And when you put them all together, all five of these oceans, they make up 70% of the Earth's surface to make up is componen, I think you say. You could also say they take up, que es que ocupan. They take up 70% of the Earth's surface. So we just looked at the surface, or as we say in English, we just scratched the surface. What about under the sea, under the sea, darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Yeah, I know. The Little Mermaid, a huge fan. But let's go under the sea and see what's going on in the great unknown, el gran desconocido. First of all, the number of species underwater outnumber the amount on land. And probably you're thinking, all right, well, that makes sense. If 70% of this earth is covered in water, well, you know, well, I guess it would make sense. But did you know 
how big this difference is? A whopping 94% of the Earth's living species that exist, exist in our oceans. That is absolutely mind-boggling. Because when you look at the planet here on land, and you just see these documentaries, you're like, wow, so many different animals and species. But when you think that 94% of them are where you can't even see them most of the time, that is mind-blowing. And a lot of these species haven't even been discovered because they're down in the depths. Let's take a look at some fun facts now, some curiosidades, as you say in Spanish. The longest mountain chain, you know where it's located? That's underwater too, my amigos. It's called the Mid-Ocean Ridge, and it is almost entirely beneath the ocean. There's a really good preposition to know. Beneath the ocean. It stretches a distance of 65,000 kilometers. Yeah, I know you thought Sierra Nevada and the Rocky Mountains were long mountain chains or mountain ranges, but this one is one that dwarfs them all. And to dwarf is hacerles parecer pequeño. So as I said, 65,000 kilometers is the distance. That is 10 times longer than the Andes. So the ocean is more massive than I think most of our brains can possibly comprehend. And even scientists and ocean explorers or oceanographers, they say that this mountain chain is less explored than the surface of Venus or Mars. So we talk about the unknown being space, but I beg to differ. Maybe the unknown is right here on the planet in our oceans and seas. One thing we do know is that our oceans and seas are museums, living museums. You're thinking, what? Well, where can I get tickets? No, no, they're free museums. There are so many artifacts under the ocean, on the ocean floor. Now, I don't do any scuba diving, but I'm sure some of you who are listening do scuba diving, que es buceo. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There are artifacts from every major war. There are shipwrecks. I mean, for the love of God, the Titanic is on the ocean floor. And there are an estimated 3 million shipwrecks in the ocean. And a shipwreck is, well, como suena, un barco o una nave que se destrozó. A shipwreck. You guys probably know it from Miley Cyrus, from Wrecking Ball, Bola de Demolición. You wreck me, me destrozas. So, literalmente, naves destrozados. And then they sink to the bottom, se hunden. And then, well, the... The, the aquatic life, nature, starts to do its part. Empieza a hacer lo suyo. Now, another quiz here, pop quiz. How many shipwrecks do you think there are beneath the sea? Hmm, beneath the oceans and seas. As I said, we use them interchangeably. Hmm, anybody? This was absolutely mind-blowing. Three million shipwrecks in the ocean. 
Now, just off the Florida Keys, I think you say Cayos, the Florida Keys, there are a thousand shipwrecks, like right off the coast. It's a very popular place to go scuba diving. I, I must admit, I, I've always wanted to go scuba diving, but I get a little bit nervous about going too deep and, you know, not having access to oxygen, you know, but maybe I could do it in shallow water, right? Shallow is poco profundo, no solo en cuanto nos referíamos a agua, pero también gente. Lo mismo que somebody who's deep es una persona profunda. And somebody who's shallow, pues poco profundo. Same thing with water as well. And aside from all these relics, these artifacts, the sea is also home to the world's largest living creature. Now, for some reason, I remember looking at this on an episode. Maybe we did. Maybe when we looked at natural disasters. or I don't know. Well, then you should know that if we have looked at it. The sea is home to the world's largest living creature. And that creature is... Okay, if you said the blue whale, that's the largest living animal. But the world's largest living structure... The Great Barrier Reef is one large living organism full of other living organisms. And that's the Great Barrier Reef, if you didn't hear it, Reefus arrecife in Spanish. And that measures 2,600 kilometers. You can see it from the moon. So be careful with that one. It's kind of a trick question. What is the largest living organism? Or what is the largest living creature? It's a technicality. I think you say in Spanish, tecnicismo. And we can't talk about the ocean without talking about waves. That's right. I love that the word Onda y ola en inglés es la misma palabra. Porque al final, ¿qué es una onda? Es una ola. Right? So the biggest ocean waves are not the ones you're thinking of. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking tidal waves. You're thinking tsunamis. And remember, if you want to learn more about this, there is an episode on natural disasters. But we're not going to get into natural disasters too much on this episode. Well, the biggest ocean waves are not the ones you can see from the shoreline. Nope. No way. The largest waves that occur in the ocean are something called internal waves. Now, these waves take place when two fluids with different densities mix. And these underwater waves, these internal waves, as they're called, they can grow to, are you ready for this? 198 meters. But you won't see them because they're underwater. So as I said, the tallest mountain, the biggest wave, it's all in a place we really can't get to easily. And I guess that's part of the mystery behind the oceans. This is why people are fascinated with oceans and why they have seashells and collect them. And when we're not at the beach, we want to feel like we're at the beach. I mean, let's be honest. Humanity has a love affair with beaches. Could you imagine that? You're sitting there on the beach in Benidorm and there's a 198 meter wave coming your way. I would just start saying your prayers. Also, something that blew my mind as I was preparing this is that there are waterfalls in the ocean. What? 
Yeah, me too. I was totally in shock because I would think, okay, waterfalls, I understand, you know, the Amazon and, you know, different places with rivers. But no, 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 no. It's not just that there are waterfalls in the ocean, but the tallest waterfall in the world is in the ocean. Now, the tallest waterfall you're going to see on land is Angel Falls, which is in Venezuela. And the drop there, the drop is La Caída, is 975 meters. And that's no joke, 975 meters. But the Denmark Strait, uh, the word Strait is estrecho, the Denmark Strait Cataract is an underwater waterfall. And it's located between Greenland and Iceland. It's formed by a temperature difference in the water on either side of the strait. So when the cold water from the east hits the warm water from the west, it flows under it. And you know how far down it drops? 3,505 meters. Do you remember how high I said the drop was in Angel Falls? That was 975. This is more than three times the height of the tallest waterfall on land. Absolutely mind-blowing. And to give you an idea as far as water flow, that is 50,000 times that of Niagara Falls. 50,000 times, 50,000 veces más agua por segundo que Niagara Falls. And if you want to learn more about Niagara Falls, remember, there's an episode on Niagara Falls. We didn't talk too much about the temperature. I just mentioned it a little bit now, but in the deepest parts of the ocean, the water temperature can be around 2 degrees, 4 degrees. This is Celsius, except for water that's coming out of hydrothermal vents, which are located in the seafloor. And these vents can release water that can be up to, now remember, I said the normal temperature would be around 2 degrees to 4 degrees. So let's say an average of 3 degrees. Well, the water that can come out of these vents can reach 400 degrees Celsius. What a paradox. And we have to start wrapping up the first part of today's episode. But I said before that we rely on our oceans. We need our oceans to live. Of course we do. Not just because of the fish. And we're going to talk about that in the bonus part. We're going to talk about finding Nemo. Okay? That's right. Finding Nemo. We're going to look at some vocabulary that you can use on the beach and very famous kinds of seafood. We'll also take a look at some ocean idioms. We'll look at the trash and overfishing because we've got to look at the dark side too. And then I'll give you some beach movies to help you brush up on your beach vocabulary. All that in the bonus part of today's show. And as I was saying, we need our oceans, not just because we want to have a tan, estar bronceado, and because we want to eat some nice seafood, but 70%, now this is scientists, I'm no scientist, I just read the figure, 70% of the atmosphere's oxygen comes from our ocean. And it comes from these tiny marine plants, specifically phytoplankton, kelp, and algal plankton. So these are necessary for life. Without that, 
our atmosphere would lose around 70% of its oxygen. So not only do we love oceans, do we enjoy the seafood we get from them, but we need them to get the very oxygen we breathe. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode on oceans. Hopefully you'll join us in the bonus part of today's FYI.